Have you ever heard of Big Clout? first of all. And second of all, what do you tell me if I say that there's a new social media out there where you can purchase people's coins, invest, and use cryptocurrency? That sounds fun, right? Well, today we're going to be talking to one of the co-founders of an amazing network, an amazing platform called GiftCloud. His name is Raj Lahodi. I hope I don't pronounce his name wrong. He'll tell me in a bit, but he's going to be telling us all about it. And hopefully you will join the BigCloud community too. So let's go, you guys. If you've ever felt alone, misunderstood, or like your story didn't matter, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Pretty Sure, the podcast where we explore the fun in life's ups and downs. Join me, your host, in a mix of guests from friends to thought leaders, artists, entrepreneurs, and experts for some raw, unfiltered, and frankly, hilarious conversations. We'll chat about our struggles as millennials, the joys and pains of being single or in a relationship, life and biz lessons, and some inspiring takeaways too, because remember, no topic is ever off the table for us. Hi, I'm Sabrina, your new best friend, and every week you can expect kindness, support, and some tough love, because you'll be damn sure I'm going to be calling you out on your shit when you need it most. Pretty sure we're in for a wild ride, so saddle up and let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of a Pretty Sure Podcast. Today is going to be a very different episode because I usually have, you know, people in business, CEOs, fashion, whatever it is. I've never had anyone come on and talk about anything crypto, internet money, Bitcoin, anything related. So it's going to be a really fun discussion. And it is, again, another of my Clubhouse friends because, as I said, this recording week is Clubhouse People. So without further ado, I give you Raj Lahodi. Please correct me because I feel like I'm butchering it, but welcome Raj. <laughs> Thank you so much. Super excited to be here. And uh, no, you did a great job with the name. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> so what part of the States are you based in currently? So I am in North County of San Diego. So West Coast. Nice. You have that vibe going though, kind of like that very relaxed LA kind of type of style. So I can see that. A little bit, you know, maybe my public persona until I get stressed out. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Okay. Before we dive into the questions, I would love to know what your story is in a nutshell, please. In a nutshell. All right. I would say, you know, being first generation or I guess it's, my parents were from India. So I'm born here in the States. And I would say that Growing up, I, I'll start with just a little bit of just a couple of highlights of how it relates to my story today, right? How do I give you the full story in a nutshell? But I have older siblings that are between 14 years, 13 years, and another four years older than me. And so growing up, I felt like a little bit left out or felt sort of like not really connected to everybody because the conversations were at a higher maturity level than what I could keep up with. But I think that was an empowering challenge for, for sure. And I got a chance to see how they sort of paved the road for me. So I think I got, late, I got away with a lot more things and I got a lot more freedom and independence. I can look at it as, oh, I was abandoned. But then I look at it another one. No, I was independent and trusted. So it's all about two sides of the same coin. And yeah, so growing up, I, I was exposed to a lot of business kind of talks because my dad was into real estate and stocks and my brother's. We're into digital, internet, kind of computers, all that stuff. And then about when I was 14 years old, I got into essentially a multi-level marketing Amway that I was like, whoa, I could be a millionaire at 21. Like, so the whole mindset stuff I started getting. And although I never did anything really with Amway, it put me in that mindset of possibility and expanding and dreaming beyond, you know, what I like just a limited uh, view of things. So between doing that and getting into the web when I was about 14, 15 and domain names, which was like 25 years ago, that led me to having this combination of entrepreneurial with mindset and with a desire and a hunger to make money. Like that's how, that was what was driving me. So that just led me down different paths of different on, entrepreneurial ventures I started getting into figuring out how to make 
money for my brother's domain names and learning about they had domains. I had sweat equity that I could put into figuring out how to monetize. And in uh, 2003, my brother and I co-founded DMV.org which is uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles Made Simple. It was basically the unofficial guide to the DMV, which many people have been to. They've landed on it on Google, been typing in DMV stuff. So we created a directory, turned it into a content publishing platform for DMV information in all 50 states. And we grew to being one of the top 200 websites in the United States with like 180 million visitors. So like I had this like, amazing search engine optimization growth mindset all that but i was sort of behind the brand i didn't actually have i wasn't a face of it i was a face to sort of b2b but not to the consumers themselves so that was my past i stayed in a lot longer in it than i would have probably wanted to but it was kind of i was stuck in it because it was a family business i couldn't really figure out how to hand the reins off a lot of control. And eventually we had the great misfortune or great fortune, depending how, how do you put it, of uh, a really big challenge that hit the business that in some ways it unlocked my golden handcuffs because it gave me a chance to say, okay, it's time, it's time for me to move on. And so that was a, about a couple of years ago, year and a half. And since then I've been looking at different opportunities and different things and simultaneously working on the gift economy which I got introduced to Burning Man in 2010 and the whole gifting economy. So I got passionate about that and I decided I was going to put energy and attention into figuring out some technology applications for that. So I've been working on that for a couple of years and then recently I found out about BitClout and I'll pause there. <laughs> I love that. It's definitely going to be a returning topic that we're going to talk about, but where did you even learn all of these things? Like, was it just from watching, from using the platforms? Like, how did you get into, let's create this whole epic thing? Or was it your brother's idea? Like, how did that get started initially? Yeah, I look at, I would say early on, and I would say the same thing is happening right now as a theme is... I'm really good at taking like almost like a waterfall of energy that's already moving through, let's call it traffic coming to a website and then saying, well, if traffic is already coming in like a stream, then I can kind of put a rock in the stream and then see where the streams lead to. Then I can put a stick in the stream and I'd be like, oh, that changes that. I can put a, a boulder in the stream or a, a piece of log. I'm using the analogy, obviously, but all these things will shift the flow. So I'm into flow and how to sort of optimize and tune the flow or calibrate it, if you will, direct it. So what I saw with dmv.org was my brother had this domain name and uh, he got it in 1999 because somebody let it go and he got it on the drop when somebody released it back into the domain sphere. And he got this domain and over the next four years, it started growing type-in traffic and growing organic traffic, and it got to 5,000 visitors a day. So I was like, whoa. I was like, I can take these visitors and start developing value for them, giving them a directory to state DMV links and all that. So for me, it's like, there's already something there. Let me flow with it and optimize it. And I would say that by staying connected to the flow, by listening to what the people are saying and continuing to tweak the flow, listen, optimize it, listen. And this feedback loop, cyclical fashion, the product, it just tells you what it wants. It tells you what it needs because all the information is there when you are putting enough energy, attention, and focus into something the answers are there. I learned this actually from a, a book, A Compass to Fulfillment, by a guy named Kazuo Inamori. He's the founder of Kyocera Wireless, which was one of the smartphones back in the day. And I'm sure they're doing many things right now, but not they're not competing with iPhone right now. But he was like, in his book, the A Compass to Fulfillment, what a wonderful small read. But he says, if you are staying connected to the product enough, it will speak to you. So it's a very spiritual explanation 
of it, but I believe in it because the insights and the wisdom and all the ideas, they come when I'm in the shower or when I'm just like, whoa, that just came. And I listen to it, I write it and I take action. I love that. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. And how do you actually make money off of that? Because I'm curious, like, did you get money from people going into it? Were you doing ads or was it just like, uh, we don't want to make money off of it. We just want to help. So in the past, I don't really believe in the, we don't want to make money. We just want to help because there's some part of that system that has to be regenerative. Otherwise, so even if it's a donor, for example, is giving us money, well, then they've got to get a report that shows them the results of their money so that they keep giving the money. Otherwise, they'll keep sending the money and eventually they're like, why am I doing this? Give me something. Show me the good news that I'm that my money's creating so I can show my customers and my family that this is what we're doing. But if I got nothing other than a bill on my credit card. So anyways, as far as what we were doing, it wasn't from just the goodness of our heart. We created a platform where people are looking for information. It's complicated with the state DMVs, for example. So we're going to streamline it, simplify it, put it in plain English, and then put some relevant products or services, ads, if you will, that are related to the transaction. So if they're coming for like, how do I transfer my vehicle? We might put a service for an escrow service so that they can, you know, buy a vehicle in a safer way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's an example. Let's say they're buying a used car. We might put a link for Carfax vehicle history reports, like, hey, it's a good idea to check the history of the car before you buy a car or provide the history to your potential buyer. So it's about providing solutions to what people are looking for. Again, that flow of people come through. What are they looking for? How can we assist them so that we can brighten up their experience a little more? I believe in the power of karma, the true ecosystem, the true whatever energy that runs everything, it's the cause and effect. And so if we do right, somehow we're going to be rewarded. We might be rewarded through better customer engagement. We might be rewarded through word of mouth marketing. We might be rewarded towards we feel better about ourselves, and that has us come up with better ideas. Either way, karma works in many, many beautiful ways, and it's not what we think literally and figuratively it's not what we think but it's working i believe it i in karma i I trust and so i just go with that flow and yeah (laughs) done speaking (laughs) (laughs) but i have to say that's happened to me on multiple occasions i've been like i'm sabrina and i'm done speaking and then i'm like wait that's not what i'm supposed to say that's not normal the clubhouse culture yo (laughs) yeah okay that is amazing i see your point there and it makes a lot of sense So did you ever think you were going to do something around the technology or internet growing up? Or were you just like, I'm going to see what opportunity comes my way? When I was six years old, I was already on Nintendo. And seven years old, I was already playing with computers. So I can't even imagine a time when I wasn't on technology. I mean, I was on AOL and chat rooms and everything when I was in seventh grade. And so I got deep into this stuff. And that was, you know, in, in... 1995, 96. So I was deeply into that. So I can't even imagine a time where technology wasn't a big part of my life. And what made you want to stop with that website that you were talking about and then look for other things? And also, did you know what you wanted to do at that point? Or were you trusting that whatever had to be will be? You know, I stayed in DMV.org for 17 years. And way past the time I was it was time for me to hand it off and make it take a stand like hey family like it's time like I gotta step away and if that means this thing falls apart that's okay but then they'd get the message like oh no no we gotta do this I wasn't willing to go there it was fear of the unknown there's so much of this holding on and I look at it as the monkey's holding on to the food so strongly inside that tree that he won't even let go and that's the thing that traps him you know, they, there's traps actually in the, in the jungle where they literally put food in the hole in the tree. Monkey puts his hand in, grabs the food, and will not let go for its life. And people just come by and grab the monkey. And it's like all I have to do is just let go and, and run away. But it's holding on for its life. And um, that's what ended up happening. So I say that um, I had the great fortune that, you know, Google shifted our whole rankings overnight. 
it was after 17 years, you know, a latest algorithm update had us just floored, like shifted completely. As Google has shifted their model, they kind of, you know, are valuing more transactional sites and not so much content sites because they're like, no, we'll deliver the content in the snippets. And unless you have something unique that we can't do by our <laughs> paraphrasing the whole web, which is what they're doing now on Google, you know, then... So we kind of, I saw that as that's there, they are changing the model. And when that happened, I see everything that happens to me in my life as a blessing. That doesn't mean that I'm there in the instant moment, but my, when the thing happens from the time it takes from the thing happens to the time that I realize the blessing, that's what I'm working on is how can I see the silver platinum gold lining in this situation? And so I saw it as, wow, this is actually giving me a, a good reason to do a whole reset, you know, to step away, to do something different, to have a soul searching journey, to focus on the gift economy. And so it didn't just come overnight, but that's what ended up happening, a transition period. And as I entered into that and led with trust and continuously letting go of the control, this continual surrender experiment, in life, just like, can I just go and allow and my allow my inspired direction to guide me rather than my head and my mind trying to prevent me from getting in trouble? It's like, no, what's my inspiration? What's my highest inspiration? And I follow that and I trust that. And that has led me to where I'm at today. And when some people in the clubhouse rooms are like, so what's the algorithm for Clubhouse? I mean, not Clubhouse. What's the algorithm for BitCloud? What's, and I'm like, honestly, my algorithm is my gut tells me, oh, post that. It's exciting. And I do it. I like literally like, oh, that'd be fun. That's me. It's like a kid in a candy store. That's my strategy. And I'm backed by a little bit of understanding of network effect and all that. But like, honestly, I don't have a content calendar. I'm not, I'm just staying present with what's showing up and I'm just going with it. And it's turning into, I'm being followed and liked and retweeted or requoted or all the things. And I'm like, this is so freaking cool. I love that. We'll get to what BitCloud is in a minute, but I have a couple of questions before because you've mentioned a lot about we're getting to the juicy part, everyone. If you are listening in from the Big Cloud community, trust me, you will get all the jewels that you're asking for. But I want to get to know Raj a little bit more and also introduce him to you because we get to see this very businessy Raj on Big Cloud, but we never get to see kind of like who Raj is, right? So you mentioned a lot of mindset. And before I move on to that, I wanted to ask you a question about your DMV experience. What was your biggest lesson in those 17 years that you would like others to know about? Aligning with myself on why am I truly doing this before aligning with anyone else. So really knowing my why. Why am I actually doing this? And then being really honest and being willing to ask other people what they think about that. But not just one person, not just our hype people, but people that are willing to say some stuff that we might not want to hear. We can already perceive that they won't say the right the thing that we want to hear, but that we'll still check in because we know that there's going to be some insights there. And for me, there's a lot of times that I was tricking myself into convincing myself that this is what I wanted to do but I wasn't actually living from an inspired place. It was coming from some kind of scarcity, some desire to that I, I wasn't enough or I didn't have enough and that I needed to do, to do this. And, you know, and so I'm in it for the wrong reasons. I'm attracting the partnership that's we're in it for the wrong reasons. It's not an aligned energy. And what that has, what that was experiencing was friction internal friction but it was not coming from others it's always from self and so that's the biggest lesson is if it was never about other people changing it was always about me stepping into what am i meant to do and then the world responds the universe is like a hologram and a hall of mirrors that just responds it's funny that you say that because i went to this place this really cool hotel in the riviera maya recently and they had this like shamanic experience and all of that. It was like this really cool vegan place. It's called Aroma. Yes. I was there. Oh my god, really? You did the tennis call? No, I didn't because there was no one that wanted to because of the okay. contingency. I was but there. 
Wait, that's crazy. Okay, so you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, the shamans and like the yoga. I, I did it all. And then at one point I had my aura read to me. And the person that read it, she was like, you need to stop looking at other people. Like the image that's coming through is just you going up a mountain, seeing a person asking a question and then pointing to the next mountain and the next and the next. And then what you're saying about like, it's within you, it just resonates so much because that's the message that I got, right? Like stop looking outwards, but actually look within and you have all the answers. So you saying that is just like echoing it, but I'm, oh my God, first person I know that's actually known the place. I've been talking about it for so long and everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? So I'm so glad that someone else knows it, which brings me back to the point of mindset. You seem super spiritual, you know, you're connected to yourself, to aligned action, mindset, and all of the things. Was that or does that have to do because your heritage and Indian culture is traditionally more spiritual or did you find your own path and did you carve your own way in that own spiritual journey? Yeah, 50-50, okay. which means 100-100. It's, it's both, but it wasn't but it was a synergy. It was an alchemical connection between the two. And I'll, I'll share briefly that growing up, I got exposed to a lot of the things, the gods, the goddesses, the art, the messaging, the TV shows, or, you know, the Indian TV shows, all of that. And then I was like resistant to it. Then later on yoga becomes popular. Thanks, Madonna. You know, it's like all this, stuff happening, shifting the whole vibe of Indian. And instead of being like sort of ashamed of being Indian, I was feeling proud of being Indian. And that kind of opened up my receptivity. And I think that shifted also how I saw being Indian growing up and that the culture. So that's kind of one thing that I would say sort of like it planted seeds for me, but I didn't, but it got actually activated later on in my life through a combination of I was married before to somebody who her family was very spiritual. So I got a chance to be exposed to a lot of beautiful traditions that I wasn't really into growing up, but it kind of like, I saw a little bit of it. So it sort of expanded, but then I would say a majority of it came from getting into like yoga. And so, yeah, being Indian maybe helped me to get into yoga, but then I got into yoga later, sort of like through Western, through hot yoga and all that kind of stuff. And then that led to like festival scene, Burning Man. And then I started getting to like whatever the conscious community or hippies or hippiepreneurs or all the terms, you know. And after a while, just one thing led to another. And so, you know, the truth is, is a lot of my spiritual friends or my spiritual community there's very few of them that are Indian. So it's hard to say what impact it had on me, but obviously, you know, my past is what made me who I am today, but I can't say that it came from that. Like, it's not like my parents were like, you must go to this in Sunday school or Himbung or whatever. It wasn't like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And thank you so much for sharing. Out of curiosity, have you visited India before? And do you still have relatives over there? I have more relatives there than I have here. I mean, I go there and I like re-meeting this person. Oh, this is your cousin's son. Oh, this is your uncle. This is your nephew. I'm like, with my nephew? But he, I'm like, and he's like, oh, hello, uncle. Hello, mama G. Which means like uncle. And I'm like, you're calling me. I'm like, first of all, you're like 17. Okay. You're like this cool kid in high school, you know? And you're like, oh, like respecting me. Like as I'm, I'm, like, I'm like some elder and I'm like, I am, but it's just funny. Like, I feel so youthful. Like, I feel like I'm still in high school early. Like, I don't know. I haven't, I don't feel like grown up. So when I see 18, 19 year olds calling me uncle and all that, and I'm just going to India and seeing all these new family members, it's wild, but there's a lot of them over there. There's so many. And then they, they're like all this villages. Um, well, not all of them. Some of them are in cities now and like expanded, but some of them are in this village type of living. I remember just like five years ago, I went there and I saw this baby kind of going from one mother to another mother. And I'm like, whose baby is this? I could not tell. I could not tell because they were all this baby's mom. They were all the mom. And I was like, whoa, that's freaking cool. Like it's very different than in the United States where, you know, you have a nanny or babysitter or whatever it might be. 
it's like, dang, they're just living all within one and passing the baby along to whoever to take care of. But it's like the uncles and aunts are all the parents. It's really cool to see that. That's one of the places that I really want to go to, India. I've been dying to for a long time. So hopefully soon I'll ask you for recommendations when I do. But that sounds so cool that you were, you know, connected to your culture because I feel as, you know, mixed people are people of like different origins. Sometimes we do tend to be like, oh my God, I don't want anyone to know that that's me, even though it's like super clear. So I, I really resonate with that. And, uh, you know, it used to be the same for me. Like I used to hate telling people I was Mexican because it was like, you're not white enough or like you're not dark enough. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, thank you. You know? So I, I appreciate you saying that. And you mentioned a lot about Burning Man. So tell me how you got into the gifting community, the festivals. How actually is it going to a Burning Man in the first place? Well, I would say Burning Man is a, I would say it's a potential it's like infinite potential. It's a platform for infinite, infinite potential. It's literally dust, a desert, and they build it. And I would say that how I got into it was when I got into yoga and I went to a yoga festival and then I met some friends there and I was like, I love this yoga type of festivals. And then I started learning about other ones and then that led to more so it was like kind of through friends slowly building right and then eventually that got me to burning man funny thing is i first heard about burning man from cameron harold who's recently come on to bitcloud he's a friend i met him like at a entrepreneurial course back in like 2007 he was a speaker he's former ceo of uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK so he's just like you know, high-end sort of COO, but also a burner. And, you know, kind of, I was like, what? What's going on here? So I learned about it from him almost one of the first times I heard about it. I ended up getting there. And I would say it all depends on who you go with, where you're at in your life, because Burning Man, again, will be a mirror, but on an amplified level. It will mirror where you're at in your life. And how is because it's this platform. I'll speak about it from my perspective. So I'm at Burning Man, this infinite potential desert, camps everywhere, one's crazy music, another one, you know, free food, another one, there's a foam shower pit where they're naked, taking shower. Like, this is like, what the heck is happening in this place? And where you're at, you know, really dictates what you're drawn to, right? Your vibe attracts your tribe, your vibe will attract this experience at Burning Man. So you could be going around and you stay at a camp and you're like, this music sucks. Why am I here? Thinking that you're stuck here. Cause like last week you went to your friend's place and you were stuck at the party all night. So you're like, Oh God, not remembering that you're at burning man and you literally get on your bike and drive or ride 20 feet. And you're at an entirely different vibe, an entirely different experience. So burning man shows you, are you somebody that gets stuck and complacent are you somebody that decides something's not working? I can shift and I can change it. It's like this playground for manifestation and literally a thought in my head. I'm like, I need a lighter. <laughs> oh, boom. Somebody hands me a lighter. I'm like, what the heck? And literally, he literally running, hands me a lighter and runs off. And I'm like, did you guys just see that right now? Was he hearing this talk or what? And then doing the same thing. My friend goes, hey, do you have a light? I don't know, the lighter, good old lighters, right? You know, how it goes there. So he goes, hey, bro, do you have a lighter? And I said, yeah, actually I do, but it's my last one. My other one's at my camp. And I go, wait. He's like, oh, no problem. I go, wait. Yeah, I got a lighter. Here you go. Give it from my pocket knowing that my other lighter's 20 minutes away. Great. Fine. But now I get to give him the benefit of getting a gift on the playa and yes i get to now have 20 minutes without one which is fine so it's all about realizing that we might all need money we might all need resources but in that moment i got the joy of giving it from my hand to him so getting isn't just the joy it's the giving and the receiving that creates the joy not just the receiving and so I've learned so much about the gift economy at Burning Man and how everyone's here to support each other and thriving. 
And many of us have dreamed up and had discussions at Burning Man. I've been there, what, four times, different times. So we've dreamed up into the middle of the night about platforms and technology and systems and how we can usher in a new paradigm on the planet that's supportive. And how can we take Burning Man and expand it to the world? And so working on technology platforms for a while there, I was working on gifteconomy.com and this platform called Gift Karma, been launching it, working on it. And as soon as I saw BitClout, I said to myself, this is like a missing piece to the whole gift economy piece. And even though there's a money and a dollar sign next to anybody, oops, I don't want to go into too much details, but even though there's a dollar sign next to everybody on here, there's something more to it. I believe the dollar sign is the attraction to get more people interested in it mm. and get them their eyes like lit up about the idea of getting rich quick. And then once they're in, they start learning about what a thriving ecosystem actually looks like and something that we've never experienced before. So uh, this is a little hint and a sneak preview into my experience at BitCloud and how it relates to Burning Man. And I'll say that the, the reference that I give with Burning Man is that before people go to Burning Man, they're at Build Week. Not they are. There's a certain small percentage of people at Build Week, maybe 2% of the population that's going to be at Burning Man the next week. They're on Build Week. And they are setting up the ecosystem so that when the next 70,000 people come in next week, that they come in and they have a warm welcome and there's structures and systems and logistics already set up for them. And that, I feel, is where we're at with this new social network that we're talking about is we're in Build Week. And this platform is just like Burning Man and it's infinite potential. It's what do we get to do? And so with that sacred steward responsibility that we've been uh, introduced it as early adopters, this is our opportunity to show up just like those people show up at Burning Man and to set the platform up for a warm welcome for everybody that's going to come on board. I love that. Last question about Burning Man. What are your tips for people that want to go there? Like, should it be you achieve certain steps in life and then you go? Is it open to anyone like uh, an 18 year old can go? Like what, what have you seen from being kind of like a, an expert at going over there? I would say that you go because you want the full experience. The full experience though, doesn't mean that you're in a tent in the hardcore weather. It could be in an RV, but the point is you go there because you want the experience of burning there, not because you want to have a bunch of fun you got to recognize that part of the experience at Burning Man is running out of water and saying, oh, shit, where do I go? And, oh, my God, my friend hooked me up. Oh, my God, thank you. I was sweating. I was Part of the experience is running into challenges and your RV doesn't get, you know, emptied out of the sewage and you're having to clean stuff up yourself. Like part of that experience is all of that. And if somebody wants the full experience, it's really rewarding. Just like camping, it's not going to be a glamping type of experience some can get more glamping than others but yeah and it's really about who you align with the people you go with is, is is a big part of it i believe and so really finding those communities that are burners beforehand getting to know them and seeing who you resonate with and knowing when the call is there to go because you know there's not it's not you don't should go it's when you're called to go you will but here are some ways and some tips that i would say that would support a better experience that is fascinating. I have had it on my list, but like you said, I haven't felt the call just yet. So eventually, who knows, in a couple of years, maybe, maybe next year, I don't know where I'm going to be. So TBD, but thank you so much for sharing that experience. And now the moment that everyone's been waiting for, BitClout. Give us the 411. What is BitClout on in your own words? How did you find it? Why did you get interested in it? Tell me everything. Well, I'm going to pull up a little bit of a note and I'll start with a little story of, in, uh, you know, so with the background of working on DMV.org for so many years and, you know, realizing some abundance there financially, I was able to start investing in various companies, some of my friends' startups, all about for benefit companies, companies that are about people, profit, and planet, not just the profit. So it's kind of like a triple bottom line, B Corps and other public benefit type corporations and whatnot. So started getting invested in some of these companies. 
And so I was in that mindset while I was still working on DMV.org, but you know, I was splitting my time multitasking. Anyways, I was at a party with a friend and she was like, Raj, she's like, we have to figure out how to invest in the people, not companies. The people need support. They need support to be empowered and to support them in their healing and artistry and all the things. And so I was like, you're so right. And I was like, let's come up with investinthepeople.org, investinthepeople.club. We started getting all these names in 2016. So I sat with that for a bit. And I'm not sure what happened with it. It was more of an idea, but nothing to really do. And then I remember last year when the good old COVID started, the, the campaign of COVID, and I'm just kidding now, but when that started, I was fucking, sorry. I was you can freaking, curse, you can curse. Yeah, I was fucking freaking the F out, okay? about what is happening in the beginning, even though I'm all about the trust in the universe and all that. Like, yeah, I am. Come on. But like, come on, give me a couple days or whatever to freak out first and then get to that place. Right. So I was like, what's happening? How are we going to figure this out? What's our solution? Why is it showing up? And I was like, we need to figure out a way to redistribute the wealth on the planet. And I've been trying to come up with a way to do that by coming up with a new list, the generous 500. You're like, you might be on the Forbes 400, but are you on the generous 500? I'm like, but then you would have to leave the Forbes 400 to get on the generous 500 because all that money that you have saved up, you start giving it away. So I was like, how do we figure out how Elon Musk or whoever it was back? Yeah, Elon, Jeff Bezos. How do we figure out how to keep them on the Forbes 400? Because that's important for their country clubs and their, you know, their, their good old boys clubs, right? That they have to stay in their top position there. Again, I might be projecting my view on reality, but that's what I'm saying, right? How do they stay there while simultaneously climbing the ranks of the generous 500 where they're philanthropists and all that? I was like, how do we do that? How do we do that? Start asking that question and trying to figure that out. Cause I'm like, how are people going to get resources transferred to them during pandemic? I did not think that stinnies are going to be printing out $2 trillion or whatever for the population of the United States. But anyways, so I came up with something. I was talking to my friend and it built on the idea of the invest in the people club. Betting for a better world, where philanthropists and impact investors go to invest in shares of individuals' impact. And through this platform, individuals become better and empowered in their impact capacity. True mentorship matches with funds, and the mentors get to grow their impact reputation as an asset. This is where bets go to people. And their impact score gets proportionately credited back to the backer or the financier or the patron so that the financier's impact dashboard or their page, their score improves. So this allows the wealthy sort of philanthropist or financier to share with their family and friends, like, check out all this impact that we are investing in so that they can show their customers, their families, and any kind of supporters, like, rooting them on, like, good job, almost like their corporate social responsibility. This is a place for rich people to convert their dollars into impact shares tied to individuals, and essentially they're investing in their reputation. We let them hold the asset on their books because if they ever want to receive the money back, they can sell their impact scores to others so they can build their reputation. Turning money into emotional tokens, into impact tokens. And I leave, I end with two parents start a fund for child. Grandma invests. Hmm. Are you secretly telling me, Raj, that you're the creator of Big Cloud? <laughs> You know, I think we are all the creators of our reality. And I think that we have all manifested this reality because of our soul, our journey, our vibe, our however our choices have led us to this. For many people, most people in the world, 7.99999 billion people, they don't even know what BitCloud is. It doesn't even exist to them yet. It's a small group of people know what BitCloud is. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we have all co-created this. We've all attracted this. As far as last year, I put this down. I wrote it down. I was in the vision. I could feel it. I could download the vision of what's possible with this. But I didn't know how. I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I didn't let the tyranny of the how stand in the way of my vision and my dream. 
I allowed this vision and this dream to still stay strong from 2016 till March 22nd, 2020, when I wrote that note. And I will say that when I found out about BitCloud a little bit over a month ago, I was blown away. I was blown away that this thing existed. And I was like, this is a platform that essentially is doing what I was imagining, but I didn't know how it was going to get done. And so to me, it was like a gift from the universe. It was like, here you go, here's a platform. And by the way, there's no real strong governance behind it. There's not a strong corporate team that's giving messaging. This is Burning Man. This is a desert. What are you going to do with it? And so between having that passion and that download of that idea last year, combined with this presentation of this platform, I was like, oh my God, we got to jump on this. We got to do this. I just felt moved by it. And so I'm not going to take credit for coming up with the idea, but I will say that all of us who are early adopters, we probably have had some idea for that, for another similar to something like this, because six months ago, I saw a guy at a restaurant and I go, dude, bro, you got freaking like a vibe around you, man. Like you are going places. I'm like, if there was a stock, if you were a stock, I would buy that stock right now. Cause I know you're going to grow in value over time, bro. And now I was like, I saw him again, six months later, I go, it's now available, bro. We can actually set it up. You can set up your coin. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love that. That's such an amazing story, Raj. Also, I'm still not convinced you didn't create it, but okay, I'll, I'll drop that question. We can move on to how you created Gift Cloud then. So I'm going to give a shout out to my the venture that brought me to Gift Cloud, which is Gift Karma, giftkarma.com. And that is actually in many ways the secret mother, father, parent of Gift Cloud. And so... Gift Karma is a platform that allows people to send gift certificates to their friends and family of services that they will perform for their friend or family. So I can send you, for example, Sabrina, I can send a gift certificate for a technology lesson on how to use your BitCloud or a VIP onboarding onto BitCloud, I could send that to you as a gift, a certificate that you receive this nicely designed certificate, either in your email or your phone. And you're like, oh, to redeem it, click here for Raj's Calendly or whatever. And then boom, we have a scheduled appointment where I show up for you. And then there's a review at the end and all that of giving me a review or feedback on the service. So... We have been working on this for a while, and the intention was that we wanted to create an alternative economy, gift economy, activating people's gifts, inspired gifts. Like, I love teaching technology. I love teaching people BitCloud. I love teaching people. I love doing massage and body work. So I can offer a massage and body work to my friend or a family member that maybe I wouldn't charge them for, but I just want to give them, like, a 20-minute neck massage, and I'm like, this is, I love doing this. Here you go. Happy birthday or whatever it might be. So we've been working on that, built out this site. It's a functional prototype. We're working on the bigger picture team. We have a team in India and other people in the United States that are working on this project. And when BitCloud came out, I was like, whoa, we can actually do a very similar take the Gift Karma platform and sort of re-shift it to ask people a series of questions that really get them through a process where we send them a gift of $11.11. Now, that didn't just come about, like, where did that come from? Where's the missing piece? So here's how it happened, okay? With BitCloud, I was enrolling my friend, Kamara, and she's also part of the team at Gift Karma. And she told me, as I was enrolling her in there, I was like, look, I'm helping you get going. And as somebody is bringing you on board and ensuring that you set up your account the right way, I also would love to be one of the early buyers of your coin after you buy your own coins. I'd love to do that because I believe in you and I want to grow with you. And she was like, yeah, this is amazing. We could do this for other people. And she's like, oh, gift clout. Like she said it. And I was like, because I was gifting her some clout to get going. And 
that's kind of how it came about. And literally it just like the dots just connected. I was like, we can basically use this platform that we've created with Gift Karma, but actually give $11.11. Why money? Because that on this platform, it matters. It gets you being able to be engaged in it. And we saw that so many people were having difficulty getting Bitcoin and getting access to capital in the right amount of time, or they were scared about getting on board. So we said, let's remove the friction of people coming on board, make it a friction-free experience so that they can grow on the platform without the need to actually pull out Bitcoin and do all these things that they're like, oh, I don't know. So we decided, hey, let's be early adopters and inspire a community coming on board and support them and see if that will be the thing that has them say, okay, I'll do it. I'll get on board and come into a warm welcome under the platform. I know I'm talking a lot, but I wanted to share all these. No, I love um, that. This, yeah. How does it actually work? Like where, where does the money come from? Like it's obviously not coming from you guys' pocket or is it, or how does that work? So the money is coming from a combination of some investor supporters who are sort of like betting on, let's see if this works or not. So they're not exactly like, this is not exactly like a really secure investment. Like we're totally testing out something and saying, does this work, right? Mm -hmm. Does this model work by giving money to people and then also investing in them that, that are, and then also giving them resources to grow on the community by giving them like an engaged community and posting and featuring them and, and having clubhouse rooms and all that stuff. Right. So we have a couple of, we have a investor supporter who's supporting, his name is Stefan Grafstein and he's been supporting. I've also been supporting financially as well. So him and I are doing that. And then we have other people on the team who are supporting more in a sweat equity in the thing. And, you know, some of them are coin holders into our gift cloud coin. So they're going to ride with the cloud as it grows. And, but yeah, it's a combination of self-funded. And there's been some other larger investors on the platform that have taken interest in what we're doing and saying, hey, you know, as you guys figure out your model and your approach, like, we'd love to see how we can participate and support. And for us, it's just a matter of finding aligned investors or aligned coin holders who are going to help our community thrive, not take advantage of the community and their growth and then pull out. Like, no, we want people that are going to like, hey, they believe in the power of community, and they want to see it with a little bit more of a longer term. Angel investors come into a company. Are they trying to sell their shares in three months? Are they pulling out? Are they writing this for the next two, three years? It may not be the same timetable, but it's a similar model of companies. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Now I understand a little bit more. So for those of you that have no idea what BitCloud is, I'm just going to give you the dummy 101 version that I was given in a clubhouse room. Basically, BitCloud is if you mix, and you'll tell me if I'm wrong here, if you mix Twitter with blockchain and investment, but rather than investing in companies, you are the money. So you are the currency. So in this case, Raj would have a coin, so it'd be the Raj coin. I'd have my own coin, which would be the Sabrina coin. And then people can invest, they can buy, you can reward them, and you just post stuff. And then it depends on what you post, if people like you or not. That is the gist of it. How did I do? Oh, I think you did excellent. And you shared it a nice overview of it. And while you were speaking, I felt appropriate to pull up the white paper and just read a little bit, just because for the benefit of the of the people, like hearing it directly from them would just kind of allow a little bit of a, a clarification. Would you yeah. mind? If no, I go ahead. So, BitCloud is a is a new type of social network that lets you speculate on people and posts with, they say, real money. Although it is BitCloud, which is we'll get into <laughs> how real is it. <laughs> it does require real money though to to buy. Anyways, it's built from the ground up as its own custom blockchain. Its architecture is similar to Bitcoin, only it can support complex social network data like posts, profile, follows, speculation features, and much more at a significantly higher throughput and scale. Like Bitcoin, it's fully open source and there's no company behind it. It's just coins and code. I'm going to go down a little bit to this whole idea of everyone has a coin, creator coins. So every profile on the platform gets its own coin that anybody can buy and sell. We call these coins creator coins. And you can have your own coin too, simply by creating a profile. The price of each coin goes up when people buy and goes down when people sell. 
So if you think a coin is going to become more popular, then you will probably make money if they buy it early. More on this later. So I just gave a little bit of that. Your explanation was helpful. I wanted to add a little bit of just their language to it. I think the way I kind of look at it is depending on how you're seeing it, you're going to see it differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are seeing it as, oh my God, Bitcoin, except it's tied to Elon Musk and he's going to have a lot of clout. I want to write him up and see him go, okay, that's a one of you, right? Investor. Another one is, wow, I'm a creator and I don't know what company I'm starting. I do all sorts of stuff. I do Reiki and tarot readings and I also have a YouTube and like, I don't know, like how do I, which company am I starting? But me, I'm not a businessman. I'm the business man. It's <laughs> Jay-Z, right? So it's like, how do you get people to invest in you? Well, even though you're not investing specifically in like their salary or their profits or whatever, you're investing in something that might actually be a benefit that they can offer. So it's like almost like I'm starting a fund, a bank account, if you will. And it's like, hey, guys, can you put into my bank account? And we're all going to grow this fund together. And hey, let's just keep our money in there. But if any of us need to pull it out, we can pull out a little bit of the time without taking the bank balance go down. There's like different, so it's like almost like a fund for creators who are creating in the world where they find supporters who want to both support them while simultaneously investing in them for the long haul. And it's really hard for me to like give the whole view of it, but I'm wanting to share the energy and the excitement that I have about it so that if this gets you in interested in being like, whoa, this guy's really passionate about it, like I can feel that, this is why I'm excited about it because I love the idea taking the way showers, the healers, the artists, the musicians that are going into meditation, into nature and all these things to give us messages, but then they don't have the money to actually pay for their rent. I'm so passionate about taking these people and supporting them, empowering them while giving them a platform to get their message out. And as they grow their clout, it helps them get their message out. That's what's powerful about this platform is that it literally, as you grow your cachet, your clout, your notoriety, your powerful ability to deliver a message is so amazing that to me, I look at this as this is a social network. It happens to have a price to it, but if you never were able to withdraw the funds out of the platform, there's still so much value in the social network aspects of it. Hmm. I have three last questions for you. Two are BitCloud questions and one is the personal question that I ask in all my shows. Then we'll go into the rapid fire round and then we'll be done. Question that I see everybody on Clubhouse ask and just everybody that learns about big clout. What are your tips to not only grow your clout, the money that you get, but also grow your following on this new social media? What would you recommend other people to do? All right. Amazing. So the first thing is I would, I have a page and now I want to say, what's my description? What's going on? What am I saying to people and how am I presenting myself? And how am I enrolling people and supporting or being a part of following me or my clout, all the things. So that description is really important. Looking at other people is getting feedback for sure. Now that you have your profile and your username and your description, now you're going out there and you're looking at the global feed to see what are people saying on the platform in that global feed. Who, what is bitcloud.com, the website, the node, if you will, of this platform, what have they decided is worthy of showing on the global feed? Because that's something important to know what's happening. It's not everything, but it is important to know what's happening because those everyone's seeing those. I would say the other thing is you want to curate your own connection points on the platform. And one way you can do that is you can start looking up handles of people, of topics, of subjects that matter to you. And start looking those up in the search box and seeing which pages exist and which to follow. Once you start following them, you have now posts from them in your following feed. You start engaging with them. Share their posts. Heart them. Reply to them. Not fake. Real, authentic responses. But the way to create the opportunity for authentic connection and communication is by finding people to follow. And... Outside of the search engine at BitCloud, I've developed a search engine for BitCloud that we're literally backing, backed by Google, you know, backed by the Google platform in terms of it's really Google's index 
but for bitcloud.com. It's searchbitcloud.com. And if you go there, you can literally type in, you can search the entire bitcloud.com site, any of the sites that are uh, the pages that are indexed in Google, which is growing every day. Today, I looked up, it was 168,000 pages of now indexed into Google. And it's five days ago, it was 2,000. So you can start typing in keywords there, finding pages to follow. And so if you're, let's say, into digestive health, type in gluten, type in irritable bowel syndrome, type in whatever, right? If you're into yoga and you're into holistic, type in naturopaths, type in vegan, type in any of those words and start following the pages that are relevant. Because once you connect into the ecosystem of BitCloud, and you start following the right people, they're going to follow you. And this platform is so responsive. It's just a matter of connecting in with the right people. And the rest, you stay connected to the platform. It will show you what's next. You just, the answers are in the platform. So you shouldn't worry about money. If someone's interested in going in and they're like, oh, my cloud's not growing. I want the money. Do you think that comes secondary, but connection comes first? Oh my God, I've seen people that are $50 coin prices and they're going in rooms and sharing. And for whatever reason, it's not meant to be that their coin is growing right now. So they're getting the feedback that they need in order to continue to evolve. It's The coin price isn't about your value. It's about maybe it's how are people experiencing your value. Your coin price isn't about how much value you are. It's How much of your value are you allowing to be witnessed? That is the correlation to your coin price. How much of your value are you allowing to be witnessed? Because if you're not allowing your true value and your authentic value to be witnessed, the coin price will reflect that. But it doesn't reflect who you are. It's how you're showing up on the platform. Ooh, that was such a good phrase. I literally had to type it down and I will be big clouding it just after this because damn, that was a really good one. I will be replaying this and I will be listening to all the hidden gems because that was good. Okay. Last bit cloud question. A lot of people are concerned about safety. Is it a safe platform? Should people be concerned about investing money in it? And I know you don't like giving investment advice, but for whoever's out there listening and they're like, Ooh, this sounds a bit like a scam. I don't know if I want to join. What would you say to them? Does Facebook sound like a scam? <laughs> and did that stop you from joining it? <laughs> Mic drop. No, I'm just kidding. But actually. <laughs> so here's what I'd say. As far as investment advice, legal advice, I do not recommend that you buy any big cloud. I bought some, but I do not recommend anyone buys any big cloud it is completely up to you and i'm so excited by big cloud the platform that we would love to have you join big cloud and get started with 11 dollars and 11 cents of free cloud to get into this so that you can see the platform give it a shot without the risk of putting any money into it and from there you will know and you will see whoa you know what's cool is when you can buy a penny of okay. Elon Musk stock or coin. When you can buy a penny of your friends and it will show up in the notification that you bought a penny of them. Yeah. That's more than somebody who bought zero. Because what they'll see is you went, not out of your way, but somehow in your way and aligned in your path was to go to their page, click buy, and give them a notification. A love tap, if you will. So mm-hmm. like their post, buy it. You might be able to buy a thousand creator coins for $11.11. And maybe if those double, they'll be two cents each. And you'll make a whole $11 that you can go and buy Park Place or, you know, whatever (laughs) Monopoly money thing you can do. I'm kidding. There's a lot of innovations on the platform, but I'm not going to be the one to deliver that to you. You got to do your own due diligence. Don't say, Raj told me to do that. No, he actually said, don't do it. He actually said, don't buy Bitcoin. But... Get your free clout from Gift Clout. Join BigCloud.com. Check it out. I know I'm plugging these sites, but hey, we're sharing resources, wanting to make it easy. And if you have any feedback or ideas on how we can improve what we're doing and our offering and our onboarding, let us know because we're new in this. We are just literally in the wild, wild west, and we feel very supported by the community so far. And also join the Clubhouse Clubs because they do a lot of rooms. I'm in there whenever I can meet people. They're so nice to everyone. It helped me get onboarded while I had this whole crisis about downloading the app, which by the way, rookie tip, 
do not download any app because it doesn't exist. And I feel like that's my duty to tell other people because that happened to me. Oh, for BitBot, there's no app? No, there's no app. Yeah, there is no app. Although if you open it up in Safari and add it to your home screen, it does create like an app-like experience. It's not as, but it, but, but it has problems. You can't go directly to the URL and things like that. So it's cool, but it doesn't work fully. Yeah. Anyway. So don't download an app guys. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> Last question. And then we go into the rapid fire round and then we're done. So this one is the current theme of the podcast. Pretty sure at one point or another, you felt like you were alone or misunderstood. It could have been a thought. It could have been a feeling or it could have been a situation. So can you tell me what that was and what you would tell other people that might be feeling the same situation? I would say right now I am feeling misunderstood, not by you, don't worry, but uh, by even some of my team members around BitCloud, my team members in Gift Karma, who are going to be listening to this podcast probably, and they're be like, what the hell you call those out, bro? No, no. I'm saying, do they see it just like me? Probably not. Are they wondering why I'm losing sleep for the last four weeks? Probably concerned about me. Yes, I feel a little misunderstood. I see the promised land with what's here. Or are they thinking, I feel like they think that I'm at the fucking slot machine at six in the morning still asking for another rum and coke so I can, you know, play on the freaking celebrity slot machine. And they're and I'm like, that's what they think is happening. And I'm like, no, 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 you understand. It's a community. It's amazing. It's a little misunderstood, but you know what? I would say how I'm dealing with it is number one, maintaining a positive attitude, staying calm and collected until I have had it. And then I have to show them my emotions and my, what's my frustration so that everyone gets it. Like, guys, I'm going crazy right now. There's a literally influx of magic happening on this platform. We need your heads. We need your hearts. Let's do this thing together. So BitCloud's a misunderstood platform right now for many people out there. And yours truly is having a misunderstanding with his own team. But I will say that because my belief is in it so strongly and my smile's there and I feel the the vibe and the possibility that they're like, okay, we're open to seeing more of under the hood because you are clearly not letting off of this. So it's it's my persistence that I think is happening. And I think when we believe in ourselves, when we truly believe in ourselves, we're not looking for external validation to validate what we're doing. We are essentially saying, no, I don't need the validation. I know it. And I know it so strongly that I'm going to go forward. Just like Harry Potter, the author, I forget her name. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, right? 120 publishers she went to for to get approved or whatever. And they kept saying, no, 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 no. But the persistence is the name of the game. I love that. That's a great lesson to leave the interview at. Okay, rapid fire round question. Are you ready? First question is, if you could have anyone over for dinner, dead or alive, or even a character, who would it be? Elon Musk. I know, it's so cliche. <laughs> did you invest in his coin? Uh, in the beginning, I did. And I, I sold it on, on a, one of the highs, and then it went up from there. But I did make a, a profit. Okay, little known fact there, you guys, if you're curious. Okay, if you could choose any superpower, which one would you pick? The ability to be able to come up with a BS answer and sound correct right now. So I would say... Mind reading. <laughs> I don't even know right now what I would say. That's actually what my answer is. Okay, okay. That, you know, the ability to bullshit is a superpower. So I'll definitely <laughs> give you that. It's it's okay. Okay, one word you would use to describe yourself with. One word? Yeah. Catalyst. Ooh, that's a good one. I've never heard of it, like on this podcast. Okay, fun question. Why hats? I feel that putting this hat on helps me to break out of the habit of being myself. It gives me this persona where I get to sort of like be this other thing that somehow by me allowing myself to be this other thing, I feel that I don't know what this other thing is. So it's actually feels more authentic to like, I'm getting out of like, let me show up with my man bun, which I normally show up as, or let me do this. Or da, da, da. It's like, no, I'm gonna put my freaking Tulum hat on. Cause there's like, why is this guy wearing a hat? It's like, keep people curious, keep the room curious with my long hair. Why is this person have long hair? Why is there a beard? Curiosity. I don't know. Oh my God. I'm such a fan, Raj. I love this. Okay. Favorite type of food. 
You know what? Favorite type of food would have to be... What is this? I'm going to say Indian food, even though it doesn't always make me feel good. But you know what I would say? Thai food. Thai is this perfect, fresh, it's healthy, you can get gluten-free options. Obviously, they put weird sauces in there sometimes, but it's okay, because if you go to the right high-vibe spots, it's amazing. I love Thai food. Last question. Who inspires you, Raj? Who inspires me? Mm -hmm. Honestly, a lot of people inspire me, and I don't know if I can actually give a specific name, but it just isn't. You know, why am I actually, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this guy's name. Ollie Alexander, I'm giving him a shout out in BitCloud. He's the awesome. Oracle. Oracle, I'm like, I don't know why he's the one who popped in my head. I saw Thor in my head. I saw other people on the platform. I was like, but I'm naming him because something about him. Yeah, I feel like he is persistent and believes in what he's up to and what he's doing that I am a fan. I'm a fan of him, and I feel anytime he's in the room, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This room's cool. As long as Ollie's here, he's going to be able to step in and, and share some insightful thing that's going to help clear things. And so I'm throwing that out there for the people that are like, who is this Ollie Alexander? You can find him on BitClout in the Clubhouse. Or Clubhouse if you're in our rooms. I love that. Thank you so much for that, mm -hmm. Raj. Well, you heard it here, folks. You heard the reason why Raj wears hats. You heard all about Big Cloud, all about Gift Cloud, more importantly. And I think you've gotten to see a different side of Raj. So if you like it, go give him a follow everywhere. He is on Instagram. He's on Big Cloud. Go buy his coin. Join us on Clubhouse. Seriously, the rooms are so much fun. You know, we've had shamans come and give manifestation and yoga things during the rooms. We've had people sing. We randomly chat about our lives. We have something called Big Cloud and Coffee. So definitely go join those rooms. Connect with everyone and join Big Cloud or don't because that's the advice we're giving today. Don't join Big Cloud. <laughs> definitely get, to get your gift cloud. Do not join Big Cloud, but get your gift cloud. I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so much Raj for coming on and showing us this amazing side of you and for everyone out there that's interested to know more you can find me on Instagram as that girl Sabrina it's the same handle for Clubhouse and it's the same handle for Big Cloud so go chat with me go leave me a message tell me who you want me to interview next and I hope everyone has a lovely day Raj thank you so much for your time and I'll see you next time peace out everybody Thank you.